You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast, where fantasy football experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany give you the DFS tools to help you lock it in and win on DraftKings and FanDuel. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia with Chris Meany. It's week 16. It's championship week for some folks, hopefully a lot of you out there, but for those of you who are out of the playoffs and you're switching gears, playing a little bit more DFS this week, then we've got you covered. We're also going to talk about all the odds, the spreads, the overs, the unders, the ups, the downs, everything that could possibly be discussed. Chris Meany and I will talk about it. Chris? How the hell are you, my friend? What's happening? I'm doing really well, Joe. Yes. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Week 16. It is the season for giving. Let's win some people some cash. Yes, let's do that. Now, unfortunately, Chris, we're heading into a week where, well, things are getting a little dicey. A lot of game time decisions, a lot of players with big time names, with big time questions. I mean, let's start with Gurley because just when you got Todd Gurley back on the slate, now nobody wants to play him anymore. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't think you can roll him out there in cash. There's no question about that. I, you know, I wouldn't do it. So I wouldn't suggest anyone else doing it. I wouldn't, I can't give that kind of advice if I'm not going to do it myself. He's the top price running back on DraftKings and on FanDuel. So, but you know what the question, the question mark and the, the knee issue, it sometimes comes with a low ownership in tournaments. Maybe you can get by if you want because of that high price tag. You don't know if he's going to be able to finish out the football game, but it's a nice matchup. We know what he can do in a limited sample, so he can bust one or two and, and have a good day for you. But, uh, yeah, dicey, man. It really is. This time of the year, you're right. There's With all the guys that are questionable and there's some some players who pop up, you know, maybe it's practice squad players get bigger roles. And lots of value to be had this week. So you could get by with Gurley and plug in some spots here and there and save some cash. All right, let's talk about the guys who are also not on the slate. Uh, the new MVP of the NFL, Derrick Henry. Not on. <laughs> not <laughs> oh, on come on, I want to play him. I know, I know. We, also we were got, all over that last uh, week. We were. We said you got to keep rolling. And uh, if you rolled, well, then you were, you were feeling good about yourself. That's for damn sure. Made some money, hopefully, last week if you had Derrick Henry in there. And I would roll with him again if you're playing – on the Saturday slates, you're playing them. I mean, I don't care. You, you keep going. You go down to that well, especially with some of the questions at running back. If you're somehow playing some wraparound, what's going on? Uh, look, you got the uh, Chargers, too, with Gordon. So that means no Rivers. Keenan Allen was a game-time decision. Baltimore, obviously, that means uh, no Lamar Jackson, potentially, in that one. So you're not playing any of those slates. On the main slate, too, because of Monday Night Football, no Oakland Raiders, Denver Broncos. Oh, I know. You're so sad. You're so, so upset. None you of those. Can't play Doug Martin. Oh. <laughs> you can't play Doug Martin. Oh, no. Okay, speed him. <laughs> what will we do? But uh, also Kansas City, Seattle. You got to talk about them, too. That's a big one. That is a bigger one because you're talking about Carson, who's played well. You're talking about Noba Holmes. So taking him out of that main slate uh, obviously makes us have to really break down quarterback a little bit heartily as well because some of the quarterbacks have got some some tough matchups. Let's just put it that way. Certainly not a lot jumping out on you automatically or go, eh, look, I want to do this. But there's that Drew Brees to talk about, too, who's going to be at home against Pittsburgh. So does he become the guy this week? Yeah, I think there's no question about it. He's for me, he's he's the safest quarterback on the board this week. And, you know, there's been we, we've been talking about Josh Allen on the show for a couple of weeks. Like you don't necessarily have to spend up at the quarterback position. You're right. There's been some big time quarterbacks who've had some dud performances. But for Drew Brees returns home and just, everyone's aware of the splits. But let's just you know take a second here to talk about them this season. He's averaging 203 passing yards. Uh, actually 220 passing yards on the road compared to 320 at home with a touchdown interception ratio that looks like 20 to one at Mercedes-Benz Superdome and on the road, not so much 11 touchdowns, four interceptions and the completion percentage is 73 to compared to 77 at home. So this is a good spot for him. Highest team implied total of the week. They have it at 30.5, the saints, and it's the highest total on the main slate at 53. So gonna be a lot of points scored in this football game. You also got Cam Newton, who's now done for the year with the shoulder issue. So we'll see how that affects the offense. And we'll give you our thoughts on that. You got Aaron Rodgers with a groin who says he's going to play, but he's not a hundred percent. Going against a Jets defense that almost pulled a rabbit out of their hat last weekend on Saturday against the Texans. So that's a, that's a tough one, too. You want to talk about trickle-down effects. We've got James Conner dealing with an ankle injury. You got Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins dealing with questionable tags. Odell Beckham's questionable. Juju's questionable. Yeah, Juju just popped up. 
Oh my goodness. Everybody's questionable at wide receiver this week, Chris. I mean, I just, <laughs> any, anybody in the top 15 at wide receiver, I feel like is basically questionable. Yeah. And you know, all these top wide receivers have terrific matchups. Like Julio Jones has a great one against Carolina. DeAndre Hopkins has a phenomenal one against Philadelphia. Juju Smith-Schuster. I mentioned that high total that is questionable. It doesn't look like Odell Beckham Jr. is going to play. T.Y. Hilton says his ankle's mad. I don't even know what that means, but he's questionable. Kenny Galladay questionable. Looks like Tyler Boyd is out. Elshon Jeffries dealing with the flu. Randall Cobb. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of wide outs and, and, you know, running backs as well. Like, cause I think Lamar Miller's in a sneaky little spot, but he suffered the ankle injury last Saturday in that game against the jets. And he's been limited all week in practice. He's fairly cheap on both DraftKings and Vandal. It's too bad. We don't really know a lot about him. Matt Burita, like, there's a lot of questionable running backs and wide receivers this week. For sure. You have to keep an eye on the news heading into this weekend. All right. So let's uh, step away here and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start looking at uh, all the totals, the overs, the unders, the players you want and don't want in these games. You're listening to the pre-snap right here on the line star app with Joe and Chris. We'll be right back after this. The pre-snap podcast is brought to you by line star. Take your DFS game to a whole new level. Build winning lineups with the best tools on the market. Download now at linestarapp.com and start winning. All right, let's go at it. Let's start with Washington at Tennessee. If you are playing in this game or you want to uh, wager in it, Tennessee favored by 10 in this one. That's a that's a big number considering how Mariota's played of late. The over under is 37 and a half. That number is a little tricky. The 10 is the number I'm struggling with off the top of my head. I know Tennessee, certainly from a running aspect, has shown that they can start to move the football a little bit. However, I don't know. I, I just never know what to think of the Redskins. <laughs> they scare the crap out of me for some reason. So what do you think this is a much of a cakewalk as uh, everybody else in Vegas seems to think? I don't think it's much of one because I'm not sold on Tennessee's offense. Even last week in that football game against the Giants, 17 nothing. You know, their defense is solid. I don't expect Washington to score a lot of points, but Washington's defense has been pretty good this season as well. I mean, they've held their own. So I think that they can keep this football game close. Tennessee opened up as 10 and a half favorites. I jumped on Washington. It's crazy how, you know, a three score game can kind of just shy away. I shy away sometimes, you know, just that half point, that swing is is usually the difference for me. But, you know, I, I think Washington keeps this football game close. And the only player that I, that I would want to play honestly is, is Derek Henry. That's it. It's, it's Henry and, and nobody else. It just, I think that they'll continue to run the football with him and that slows the pace down. And I don't know if this number gets over that 37. Either. No, I agree. I don't like the over under number. The, the 10 scares me a little bit, but Henry is the only piece. I mean, it really is at this point. And Tennessee's got a lot to figure out. Mariota's had, He's a really frustrating piece. I mean, because he's a guy that has games this year where he looks good, games where he's been injured, games where he couldn't play, and then games where he was healthy where he absolutely was terrible. So I I don't know. If you're the Titans right now, I don't know if Mariota is the answer. It's a really frustrating spot here, and it, it's like he's the biggest tease in the world. And, I, I you know, it's it's killed Corey Davis's value. I oh, mean, for this, sure. I mean, it's been so frustrating. And I know what Washington's quarterback woes and all that. We've just downgraded the whole team. You can't get into them in DFS, but – I mean, really going into next year a little bit because we're here, we're talking about it. Do you, do you think that Mariota is the answer for them going forward? No, I definitely don't. And, you know, I thought this would be, the, you know, bringing LaFleur, I thought this would be the change. I thought we'd see a, a boost in Mariota's game, and I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I said this is a huge year for him, and I think he'll pass the test. I was in on Corey Davis from a season-long standpoint. But, yeah, Mariota has been extremely disappointing. Hurt early, gave him a pass again said okay maybe he's not fully healthy let's see if he can put together a few good games and with health wise and i'm looking at his last five games like 85 yards passing against the colts i know he came out of that game he suffered an injury 88 yards passing last week 162 the week before that Mm -mm. that's why i'm not in on this team scoring a lot of points that's why i'm cautious of the number so i'm cautious of the minus 10 so i think that to answer your question if if this guy's going to be around this is the test. And I think that he is under the microscope right now. This is a team that has an opportunity to win the pl- win and get into the playoffs in a wild card spot. Let's take care of Washington here at home. Week 17, a team that we cannot beat the Colts could be for a game to get into the playoffs. And if he puts up a stinker and a mediocre performance, I think they need to can, you know look elsewhere at the quarterback position and move on from it. All right, the Chargers are flying high right now. They've had a bunch of big wins under their belt. They're going to be at home, which is not much of an advantage for them because they have no fan base there. They're taking on the Baltimore Ravens with a very good defense. This number is minus four, which scares the hell out of me. I would not be looking to play around with this number at all. Uh, They have Melvin Gordon hopefully coming back. 
seems like it's trending in the right way. Keenan Allen's a game time decision. That's a problem. Mike Williams, though, has stepped up in the void. So I think there was one guy in this game from a fantasy perspective I feel good about. It's Mike Williams. And and I think that's it. And that's even asking a lot, too, because Baltimore is a very good defensive team. As much as I think that Rivers will be, you know, slinging the ball all over the place. It, it's a tough sell still against Baltimore, even in this spot for me. Do you feel the same way or do you think that he can kind of overcome this defense and almost has to throw the ball more than you would even expect because of the limitations they have and the injuries they've had at running back? Yeah, and I don't know, you know, Gordon, you know, he may not be able to play the full game. You never know. He can suffer a setback, but it's right. just such it, a tough match. Not matchup. a good investment, yeah. Yeah, it's not a good investment. I agree with you on Mike Williams, and and again, that's about it. I, I feel like this could be a low-scoring game. I like Baltimore to actually cover that number. I think they'll they'll keep it close, and this will be a field goal game. This is a very important football game for both teams, and Baltimore proved to me that they can hang with the best when they, they hung around in Kansas City, just like the Chargers hung around in Kansas City and got that win late. So I think Baltimore can hang around, and you're right about their defense, man, allowing the fewest yards, the third-fewest passing yards, third-fewest rushing yards, the fewest points per game in football, only 18 allowed, and they they haven't been a fantasy friendly environment for any position. So they're, they're a strong unit and I can, I, I think that they'll be, they'll show up this weekend for sure. So yeah. What do you Rivers, think of Lamar on the other end of this too, against the chargers? Yeah. He, you know, he's, a, he's safe because now he leads the league in rushing yards. So, I mean, you could get by with playing him if you want, if you're playing that full slate and I, I still think he'll do enough on the ground to, to return a decent value in terms of just, you know, spending down at the quarterback position and getting those three points at nice solid floor, but his upside is, is extremely limited. I, I, again, I like the chargers defense, not as much as Baltimore's, but it's, it's pretty close. They're getting some healthy guys back. So Jackson to me is he's, I'm not playing. I'm going to be honest. I, yeah, I, I don't think I would. Floor, but I'm looking for the ceiling, and I just don't. I just don't know where it lies with him. I don't yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Especially some of these games that could have some big totals here as we move on. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Minnesota at Detroit. Let's get into Sunday here. Minnesota's favored by six in this one. Good bounce back game for Cousins. I know people were frustrated with Thielen, but look, I mean, well, the thing that I would take away from this game, you know, I know it's their favorite by six. The number's forty-two and a half, but at the same time, what I'm most encouraged by is Dalvin cook. And I think Dalvin cook is a business that I do want to start getting into. I understand that, you know, I, I still feel like Detroit's Detroit. So I, I think that this is a team that's kind of folded up the tents. And I think for me that Minnesota is a team that can go in there. And if Dalvin cook is going to finish when everyone's talking about Derek Henry cooks, having a nice little run right behind him, that's getting overshadowed. And I think that cook is a guy that I do want investment because I think the ownership will be right as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's trending up. He's put together four solid fantasy games in a row now, Joe. And, and enough and negativity up. from the whole season where people still don't buy in. Exactly, for sure. And, you know, you look at last week, the season high 19 carries from him, season high 136 yards. He's catching balls out of the backfield, three, three, eight, five, one. Those were his last few games. Got a couple of receiving touchdowns. And we... We mentioned last week with the offensive coordinator change, I, I thought this team would, would get back to running the football and wanting to do what Zimmer wants to do, and that's run the football. I know the offensive line is not great, but hey, look, it looks like maybe uh, Damon Harrison snacks. Maybe he won't be able to play in this game so they could have some success on the ground. I know he's missing practice this week, so keep an eye on that. So I like the Vikings in this spot. I know they opened up at four and a half. I jumped all over that early. You mentioned six. I still like it. Do you think that uh, Thielen gets involved this week again? Too? I, I think he does. And especially yeah. with all these injuries we've got at wide receiver. Does the bad game for Thielen all of a sudden make him a more appealing ownership percentage wise? For sure. Tournaments, I think he's he, he's right up at the top for me because he's put together a couple sneakers in a row. Darius Slay is going to be on Stefan Diggs most likely. So I, I would say that, and you know what, if Snacks plays, then that's even better for a guy like Thielen to get involved in the offense a little bit more. So yeah, his price now has dropped, Joe, on both sites. Like, yeah, 7,600 over on FanDuel. That's a yeah. huge drop for him. That, to the point where you're just like, yeah, let, I'm going I'm oh, to, I, I would absolutely go into that business. I'm a hundred percent in that business. And I think they cover the six personally, yeah. the 42, again, you, you kind of need two to tango on this one. Yeah, It's tough. I did Detroit as one of the lowest team implied totals of the week. I don't see them putting up any points. I agree. I'm with you on that. Let's talk about Carolina, the Newton list, Carolina Panthers. Now uh, that number is uh, they're actually at home, but still Atlanta is the favorite in this one by three, the numbers 44, Atlanta is always a team up and down. You never know what you're going to get. However, I always want to troll them when it comes to running back. So even without Newton, I think Christian McCaffrey still a guy that I would want the shares of. I, I think, you know, it, 
I'm hoping that enough can be done offensively, that it's not going to ruin Christian McCaffrey. I'm cautiously optimistic. Am I being too optimistic? Do, do you think that the quarterback position, you know, not having Newton there really does take its toll on Christian at that salary? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence, man. I, I, I like him in tournaments because I feel like people will be on the fence with me and they'll be cautious of, of Newton not being around and, and maybe they'll just shy away a little bit and I'll get him with a low ownership. But you're right about the Falcons. I mean, no one has allowed more catches of running backs this year. Nobody allowed more catches of running yeah, backs than the Falcons. Can, and nobody catches year. more balls than Christian McCaffrey. And, so yeah, and no one plays more snaps than him. I think he's only right. missed like 21 snaps all year, yeah, which has been incredible. remarkable. So, yeah, I'm in on him. He's That's going to be their game plan. Give the ball to McCaffrey. You let him touch the ball as much as possible in the match of his right so it's not like newton has been all that productive over the past couple weeks right he's been bothered by the shoulder he hasn't been able to move the football himself. no it's but it's the presence of having to account for him that also makes mccaffrey you know now again i think the atlanta's gonna want to zero in on him i just don't feel like they can i think right. that's the problem it's you know i won't play him in cash but I'll, I'll have some exposure to him in tournaments yeah i can understand where you're coming from i do think atlanta does win this football game though i think they cover the three same i think i'm very comfortable with that the 44 not so much but the three give me atlanta i, I think that they can definitely win by three and that's game. a line that switched in a hurry it was four and a half for carolina until newton got out but yep. yeah i'm with yeah, you I, I like Atlanta, and i think matt ryan is a sneaky little play as well because i agree Carolina's defense is soft i think they Julio are and him is a great they're a great stack uh, and i don't you know it's one of those spots too with the julio i Julio not being 100% too, it makes you wonder, do you want to go in that route with that? I think you do. I, I agree. But would you run him out there with a pairing or would you run him out there by himself? I would run him out there a pairing. I would, I, if I'm going to go all in with Julio, I want Ryan too. And you know, Julio is, he's much like DeAndre Hopkins in terms of these guys have showed up on the injury report almost all year long, but they right. just seem to continue and to play anyways. And Julio is in that at least 82 yards and eight of his past nine games at the 100 yard mark at seven of those contests. And guess what? He's got six touchdowns in his last seven games. There's nothing to complain about with Julio leads the league in targets and yards. He's a sure thing. All right, let's talk about the Giants and the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts coming off a shutout of the Dallas Cowboys, and I seem to remember us having You that called time. that, man. You were all oh, over that one. Let's see how good these Cowboys are when they go into <laughs> Indianapolis. I don't want to hear about them winning games in Dallas. I don't want to hear about them beating yeah. Philly. I, don't want, I, know, I know Philly went out there and won against the Rams, which shocked me. Yeah. I was wrong about that, but I don't well, want to hear about how good the Cowboys are. I don't care. All right, let's talk about Indianapolis, who's favored by nine and a half against the Giants. That's a big number. Uh, I think they can cover it, but it's still a big number. That actually has moved. It's actually increased over time here. Wow. The number is 47 for over-under. I actually think the over-under is, you know, coming off that shutout last week, they're going to be feeling good. It wouldn't shock me if the Giants were able to play a little bit here just because Indianapolis might be sleepwalking through this one. Indy wins. Luck is going to be good as usual here. Um, so I think you can make a good case for Andrew Luck here. What are your thoughts on Saquon after the disappointing week last week? Yeah, a tough matchup for him last week. Offense is not great. They move Sterling Shepard outside. They can't move the football. He's it's he doesn't do well out there without Odell Beckham Jr. I Barkley's been so unbelievable. It's it's hard to say anything negative about him. His price drops down a little bit on both sides, and he becomes you know much more appealing. But tough matchup, it really is. You saw what they did to the Cowboys last week, and I know right. we're, we're we're challenging the Cowboys to be you know a productive team against good teams. But they're the eighth ranked rush defense now. Yeah, look really now, boys and girls, but they really, really strong, really improved really improved yeah so i'm not there's other backs i'd rather you know spend my money towards you know yeah i'm fading say i love saquon i'm present in the fan club but i think i'm fading him here on the road i really am me me too tough tough spot for him again against a tough run defense you know i think the player i'm most intrigued about in this matchup is marlon mack we saw last week the the touches he got they bring back kelly their center and he just is more productive when kelly plays and we mentioned the giants we've been on the giant that's why part of why we like derrick henry so much last week you know we mentioned snacks earlier in the show he's gone this front defense is it's pitiful and for mac to get as many carries as he had last week i think he's a lock to touch the ball 20 times all right from one defunct new york team to another let's go to the jets uh green bay is going into town they're favored by two and a half we mentioned the rogers injury however now things are trending like he's going to play so i think everybody should just take a nice deep breath now that doesn't mean i want to start aaron Rodgers. i'm gonna stay with this whole thing which is Devontae adams by himself always a good play always a good return that's good enough for me. Uh, they're favored by two and a half. I think they will cover that number. I hope that they will. Although the Jets defensively, have, you know, they were tough last week. and They were. They were Adams impressive. Adams is a really good player. I don't think people, 
if you don't watch Adams play, I don't think you really get the sense of how good he is. If you just see highlights and stuff, he, he really is a, a guy I, I think they should definitely believe in long-term as high hopes are, are warranted for Adams. He's phenomenal. He really he's, is. He's phenomenal. I know you and I and, and, and Jake and all in sports show, we've been all we've been tooting his horn for a couple of years now. I didn't understand the heat that he got. He's got great hands. He runs awesome routes. He he leads the league in red zone targets. He's been near the top every single year he's played. He's second in, in targets. And you know what? He's been the most consistent wide receiver all year. He leads right. every wide out. In yeah. FanDuel points per game and DraftKings points per game, he's never had a bad game. He's at double-digit fantasy points and at least four catches in every game this year. He is the safest wide receiver on the board. I agree. It's him, and that's it. But there are some players in this game that are Robbie Anderson on the other side is trending up I'm, I'm interested in, and both running backs who have had opportunities. We talked off the top of the show with injuries happening. Elijah yeah, McGuire. So let's talk about them. We got McGuire and you got Williams now. And Jamal Williams. I think Williams is going to be grossly overvalued. And, be. and I'm, on the other side, talking about Jamal Adams, there, there's a guy too who I think does not get enough credit as what how good of a player he is. And I think that when you're looking at him and you're thinking, okay, what, what are we looking for here in the Jets? They they did a good job last week uh, on on the Texans. They really did. They they showed up for that game. I did not think that they would, but they did. And Green Bay is a team that really has so many problems. I think Williams is going to be a fantasy bust and a darling this week, and everyone's going to want to play him. But I don't necessarily see him being a good return. What do you think on it? Yeah, I, you know, I agree that his ownership will probably be high and and maybe that will, maybe he could disappoint, but the touches are, are definitely going to be there. The backfield is his, right? 16 touches last week, right. 97 yards, a touchdown, caught four of his five targets. He's eight catches in the last three weeks. So I think he's going to touch the ball 20 times. Um, I, I agree. The ceiling is not, it's not all that high, so I understand he could he could definitely disappoint, but he's hard to pass up. Like the fifty eight hundred dollars and his price tag on Fanduel, and it, that's that's hard to pass up for for me. And so I will have some exposure to him. I think maybe he'll be a better cash game play than a tournament play. Yeah, I I just I I don't know. I think it's one of these spots where you go, everybody's going to be too much in there, too many shares, and I just I don't see it being a good return. I really don't. I Do you have that, any interest in McGuire on the other side? Of the, no, the and because, again, I, I always go to the same thing, which is Darnold's ability to turn the football over. Mm. It just takes him out of so many scoring opportunities. So, therefore, if this ends up being the kind of 2017 game that I think it's going to be, which is why even that, it could even be one of these 2013 kind of games. I, I, I just I don't love the total. I think Green Bay will win. I think they will win, but it, it's if you told me the Jets shocked Green Bay, would it surprise you? No, I mean no, it's it's not. not because because of what Green Bay has been all year. I mean, when you lose at home to the Arizona Cardinals, oh, you yeah. lose all respectability to me. Yeah, that's a game you cannot lose if you're the Green Bay Packers. I'm sorry, and, and they're checked out and they're out of it now. And and Rodgers isn't a hundred percent. And Rodgers, like we we talk about him every week, man. Yeah, like there's cool. no, and he's up near the top again. Like in terms of pricing, no, like, it's no way I'm rolling. It's that stupid. Guy it makes it, no sense whatsoever. And especially if he is physically limited, can't run around and escape as much as he wants to. That's a problem. All right, let's talk about this one here. This is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Dallas after being embarrassed last week by the Colts. They are still favored by a full touchdown here, favored by seven. Uh, it opened at 46. Now it's at 48. I think Dallas does bounce back here, but that's more of an indictment on Tampa than an endorsement of Dallas. How do you feel about that? Yeah, they should bounce back. I, I think that they'll win this game by 10. I, I could see it. You know what? Usually Dallas plays to the under because of their slow pace, but I do feel like this could creep up near the 50 point mark, which would, which would top that total. I like Zeke a lot. He's my favorite back of the week. And, you know, you look at last week and he 18 carries is the fewest he's had since week nine, but he still managed 87 yards. He had seven catches on eight targets for 41. So if 120 ish yards is his floor, then I'll pay up for that every single day. And he has at least five catches in six, six games. So, you know, I'm just, I think he's solid. He's safe. The matchup is, is phenomenal for him. Yeah. And he's uh, on the FanDuel side. He's the fourth highest guy. So, you know, in a spot where Gurley's questionable, Barkley, we're not in love with, we love mixing last week that worked out, but you know, it's a, it's still not a given. Elliot is looking like a good solid, solid, especially after last week. I, I love guys who I believe in, in good matchups coming off bad games because that always suppresses ownership. It's funny how recency bias oh, just man. dies, you know, now let's talk about Cooper in this one, because obviously Prescott was a hot mess. Do you want to go in and play the Cooper game again? 
See, I will in tournaments because I feel like I'll roll out Zeke. I'll have so much exposure to Zeke that it kind of limits. I know there's been games recently where they've all had their own, like Cooper and Dak and Zeke, but I, I tend to, I'm going to have more exposure to Zeke this week. So I'll shy away from Cooper a little but in the lines where I don't have Zeke and I'll spend maybe down at the running back position because there's some value. I will have a little bit of Amari Cooper in there. You, you mentioned Tampa Bay, and you know they, they're just they're just so bad, man. It's just defensively, all they can't stop the run, they can't stop the pass. They've allowed thirty passing touchdowns. It's just, it's, it's a bad spot for for them, and it's a great spot for anyone who plays them. So I will have a little bit of Dak and Cooper, but most of my exposure this week will be to Zeke. All right, we're gonna hit a break. When we come back. We're gonna talk about some teams still that are hanging on by a thread. Some that are on life support and some that are already dead, but it doesn't make them not relevant because we are here in the pre-snap breaking it down for you. We'll be right back after this. The pre-snap podcast is brought to you by LineStar. Transparent projections, simplified research, advanced signals, and top-rated apps. Dominate DFS. Download for free at LineStarApp.com. All right, Chris, let's get into that Cleveland game. Cleveland coming off a big W again. Loving the Cleveland. We picked them last week. I want to keep rolling here against Cincinnati. Baker Mayfield at home. He's favored by nine in this one. Nine. Chris, can you believe Baker Mayfield's up to nine? And I think points. My goodness. And I think they cover it. I do. Oh, man. Of course. They do. I think they cover this nine against the Bengals. Mixon, I love in this game. But outside of that, I mean, it's hard not to get excited about Mayfield in this one against the Bengals, who are just just a bad football team at this point. Yeah, I mean, he threw four passing touchdowns against them earlier in the year. Cincinnati's allowed the most yards, the second most points, the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the most points to running backs. Nick Chubb, roll them out there. There's a lot to like about all of these guys yes. for the Browns and here, even their defense, Cleveland's defense. No Tyler Boyd, no A.J. Green. We know about that. How, who's going to throw the football? Like, who, how are they going to move the football? It's just Mixon and that's it. Mixon's been really good over the past couple of weeks, but... Loving the Brown squad here. They've been good to us, Joe. They've been good and to defensively, us. Defensively, they came out like gangbusters in that game. Yes, they got that, players, like, man. Start, but in, and I think they're going to come out again like gangbusters and be very aggressive against Cincinnati. Uh, from a defense standpoint, too, I think Cleveland's D might be a little sneaky one, too. Yeah, I like them for I think everybody is in play on our team. Yeah, I love yeah. the Browns' D. And, you know, Baker makes for an interesting tournament play because I do think Chubb will be one of the highest-owned players, and I Again, people will, will shy away from the quarterback and maybe because they're playing a running back, but Chubb has been involved in the passing game. He had a receiving touchdown the last two times these teams played. So it's a sneaky little contrarian mega stack to maybe go Baker. Uh, and if you want to team up with Njoku or you want to get Jarvis Landry in there, Callaway has been involved getting some red zone looks. So I like Cleveland all around. I love their squad this week. And they got one of the highest team applied totals, 28 points on the board. They're going to put up some points this weekend. I do not understand this next one at all. New England, the line has actually gone up from 13 to 13 and a half. Their favorite. I know it's at home and I know it's Buffalo. They lose Josh Gordon this week and the number goes up. I don't understand how that's the case. 44 and a half is the over under. Uh, look, we, we could talk about that one, but the 13 and a half, let's start there. I'll, I'll take under. I'm, I don't think they're going to win this game by two touchdowns. Not the way Buffalo plays on defense and not the way that they want to go at teams and and look, I'm, I'm not saying Josh Allen is great for fantasy-wise. He's running around a whole lot. That's good. But at the same time, I, I just, I don't know, Chris. Am I crazy? Am I am I underrating my New England Patriots here? Because I think this number is a problem, 13 and a half. I really yeah, do. I was surprised, too, actually, to be honest with you, because of the way New England's playing, because these are division rivals, and the way that Buffalo has played defensively, and the fact that they Allen... They played them tough last time, too. They did. Buffalo they played them all over Tom Brady last time in Buffalo. All, all over them, and that game. If you're looking, you're like, oh, well, it would have covered. The, it happened late. They got it did happen late. late, and they barely covered at that point. Uh, I remember that game, and yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's quarterback won over the last four weeks, which is remarkable considering he has four passing touchdowns and four interceptions. Remarkable is a good word for it, but hey, <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. This guy has four passing touchdowns and four picks in the last four weeks, and he's QB one because he's running around like a madman. Um, I, I still like him as, as a cash guy. We mentioned him last week as a cash guy. He was in the millionaire maker lineup. He was, he was, he's safe, man. He's putting up points, pair him up with Foster. I know, I know Gilmore and Belichick take away, 
you know, what teams like to do and what they've had success doing recently. But I, I still think that's an underrated stack. But I'm, I, I agree. I, I think that's a lot of points, man. I really do. And you're right. Gordon leaves and the number comes up. That's odd. That's really strange. I, I, they'll win this football game. But maybe they win it by 10. Maybe it's a 24-14 score or something like that. Yeah, I know, I know. I just don't think it's this giant cakewalk. I don't think New England's capable of having cakewalks right now. Not the way they're playing offensively, not losing another weapon, which really hurts, especially with Gronk not being Gronk anymore and this defense not being great. I just I don't see it at all. Uh, I know they'll be pissed coming off that loss in Pittsburgh. They did not play well. It was a lackluster game on both sides, but still, I don't see it. Miami hosting Jacksonville, the battle of Florida, Chris. I know you're super excited. Miami's favored by three and a half. It started out at five. It's gone down. I understand why. Uh, Look, I can understand Fournette in this one. I think Balazs is a huge trap. And I think 38, you go under. I don't, I don't like that 38 at all. That is a number. I think both these teams are going to massively underperform offensively. This is going to be a fugly, fugly show here between these two. What do you think? Yeah, I think I agree 100% on Balazs. I think he's a trap for sure. 13-9. (laughs) Under. I just stay away. Like when these teams, I I like the under, and I'm not going to jump on either side of the spread. I just, I I tend to stay away when there's two like very, very mediocre teams. Like we said this last week with Jacksonville and and Washington. All we said was, listen, that's a high number. It's going to be a low scoring game. And and that's what we saw with, with two teams that can't put up points. Uh, Fournette is interesting to me, but you can't play him in cash. He, his prices dropped down. You know, I think Jacksonville is in complete tank mode. I think Fournette 11 carries last week, 14 the week before he's interesting in a tournament standpoint because he only needs one or two runs against this leaky run defense in Miami to bust one. But I think they're just, I think they're tanking man. for him to only have a couple touches in the second half. There's really no excuse for it. There's no, and then I hear reports, as of this morning, before we got on, Fournette saying, yeah, maybe I'm not in the best shape. It's like, okay, well, well you know, yeah, we'll, don't want to really hear that. <laughs> uh, look, I'll tell you what, Fournette's, I think the more you look at it, the more Fournette, Fournette even, even with his talent level being so high and his role in the offense being so obviously defined and heavy, I find it a hard to make a, a first-round investment on him in season long next year. I really I do. Won't, I won't make one. I know people will. They'll even do it around the turn. They'll maybe at 11 or something. I can't do it. I would rather take a shot somewhere else. Yeah. Fournette is my second running back. I understand you're still taking some risk, but as your second, it's fine. As my number one guy, I can't, especially if you're going to go wide receiver, which I think a lot of people are going to want to do on that back end there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I could wait to the third round to get a second running back with Fournette. It's tough. It's too many injuries now on the resume, too many off field issues for him now as well. He's been suspended by his team last year, by the league this year, probably a new coaching staff. God knows with the offense, new quarterback. It's quarterback. Yeah, you're right. It's if he fall, he's, he may even fall. I don't even know if he'll be a first round pick. I think a lot of people will think like us. I think a couple weeks ago, everybody was putting him back in that conversation. And now everyone's, questioning it again all right i gotta defer to you here i am out on the eagles i can't believe they went in and beat the rams last week i cannot believe it nick Foles, the injuries they've had i'm out i'm out chris i'm i'm like i forget it i got nothing the eagles are favored by one and a half against houston the number's 46 i can't touch this game i have no feel for it whatsoever therefore i am not going to wager on it at all so give me the give me that first, what your take is, and then give me the fantasy spin here because to me it's Hopkins. And I don't know if I feel good about any other individual. <laughs> and I know some people are gonna say, What about Foles? I don't know. Do you feel great about Nick Foles against the Texans? I don't. I don't feel great about Nick Foles against the Texans, but I will say this, that the Texans have actually allowed the most passing yards over the last four weeks. They've allowed the second most receiving yards over the last four weeks. And Sam Darnold looked pretty good last week against them. He did. And there were a couple of drop passes and a couple of spots there too, where yeah. he, he missed the target. It should have been more yardage. So for sure. And you know what? You play a guy like Foles, you know, a fan of $6,000 and on DraftKings, he's $4,700. I'll tell you what, it allows you to do. Well, I know. That's your McCaffrey pairing is Foles. Yeah, you could go with full. You can play it two ways. You can spend up at wide receiver. I have a couple lineups where I have I have Julio Adams and Hopkins because I have Nick Foles as my quarterback, and at the other way, McCaffrey and Zeke because Nick Foles is my quarterback. So it allows you to do a lot. And I don't know either. I I think Houston wins this game. Like they won that game last week because of their defense and their front four. They got pressure off golf. Foles really didn't have a good game, but every time he's taken over Joe from Carson Wentz this time of the year, you know what? He's won a Super Bowl. St. Nick, he gets it done. Jokes aside, you can't roll him out in cash. 
you roll him out in the tournament, and that's about it. I like him with Alshon Jeffrey. I'm not spending up for for Ertz. I don't want anything to do with Aguilar. But what I've noticed over the last four games with Nick Foles as his quarterback, Alshon Jeffrey has been pretty good. Three touchdowns in four games, averaging 94 yards and seven targets. So it, it, whatever reason, it, he seems to get the ball out quicker. The offense seems to just flow a little bit with with Foles. Carson Wentz is just taking a step early, taking a step too slow, a second too slow. But Watson, Hopkins, dial them up because the secondary in Philadelphia is still atrocious. All right. I, I feel a little better now. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> It'll feel great. But I, I feel a little bit better about and look, you know, Watson, hasn't, Watson hasn't been the Watson we saw last year. I mean, maybe it's just the offense running differently. Maybe it's still him being hesitant. I don't know. Uh, know I'm going to give him another year before I make a judgment on what I think of Watson. Because I was I was concerned with him coming in. I, I thought he I did not see what happened in his rookie season happening. I was, it was blown away by it. I thought he still made a lot of mistakes and I was really going to be worried about him. And he was like gangbusters. He was the best quarterback in fantasy for a stretch there and then the injury and now this year it's i don't know next year i'm kind of on the fence everyone wants to anoint him as the number three overall guy i'm not there yet I'm he's just- still making mistakes he's he's i still treat him as a rookie because he only played a handful of games last season right and you know be surprised i looked at the last four weeks and from fantasy standpoint he's quarterback number two and he hasn't put together a lot of great games so it, I think it's that rushing ability that gives him that solid floor and, and sneaky value. So you, you have to spend up for him this week, but it's a good spot. As I mentioned, Eagles have allowed the most catches, most receiving yards and second most fantasy points to water. It's a good spot for him at Hopkins. Yeah. All right. Let's move on here. Arizona hosting the Rams. The Rams are favored by 14 and a half with good, good for them. You know, it's, it's a, that's a lot of versus. I mean, look, no kidding. I don't know what's worse here. It's like, you know, the Rams are really kind of limping towards the finish line for me. And I know Arizona sucks, but I still, I see two touchdowns and I just, with Gurley's injury, I don't know. Am I being a, a chicken here? Should I stop being a, a wuss and, and suck it up? I mean, well, I, they haven't showed us anything recently. I mean, they just went up against the depleted Eagles squad and looked awful. They were 14 point favorites in that game and they were down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I'm, it's a high number. It really is. It's. I'm going to stay away from this game, to be honest with you. All the weapons, even Goff. Like, it's all about recency bias. And Goff, to me, maybe he could... You, like, this is the point where I think, okay, he could be a contrarian tournament option because he's looked so bad two times in a row on prime time and the offense has not looked good. And uh, I just can't get behind him. He's still expensive. He's, he's priced like he should finish as a top five quarterback this week. And I just don't know because Arizona has been pretty good against the pass. Like all their work has, they've just been brutal so bad against the run. They've allowed 20 rushing touchdowns, the third most rushing yards. And now Gurley's not a hundred percent. So I, I just, I'm not completely confident on the Rams right now. Like 14 is a lot of points, man. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. I think 14 and a half is a lot. If he was at 14, even then I'm kind of like, okay, but now you got to go 14 and a half. So that's, uh, yeah, it's three scores. It's you know, tough, the 14 man. is fine. Road. 14 and a half is where I start to panic a little bit uh, uh, under the circumstances. And yeah, I know it's Arizona. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm probably overreacting. You, but... we, we both may be overreacting a little bit yeah. because this is a must win situation for them too. Yeah. Like they can't go into this game thinking, you know, uh, we don't really need this W. They need it. We talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, that number two seed. Uh-uh. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, go to Chicago taking on the 49ers. I know they had a big win that nobody saw coming last week. That was a terrible job by Seattle. I mean, they, they got to take care of business there and they did not. Uh, now Chicago comes into town. They're favored by four, which I actually think this number should be more personally. I think this is a, this is the gimme of the week. Yeah. Four is a joke. I don't care. San Francisco won last week. I don't care. That's not the same defense is coming in. This defense is going to score a touchdown at least on its own. So yeah. for me, this four is the lock of the week. Lock it up, baby. Lock it up. And it went from started at five and now it's on the four. I mean, I don't care. I know. It's still the I 49ers. I mean, wait till Khalil Mack shows up. I just, what? Or what? Who's I don't fully understand. Run? Yeah. Either giving way too much respect to San Fran winning that game when really it was just on Seattle losing that game. Uh, you know, I agree with you. I think that was a game Seattle, no excuses. They should have won. And now, you know, again, another team that we thought was trending up lays an egg like that. Them in Dallas, one of the, the two that stand out to me, but yeah, Chicago, the defense, number one coverage defense in the entire league and they can get after the quarterback. So I like the Bears. I think Trubisky's a sneaky little play this week as well. I don't think anyone's really talking about him because we haven't seen him 
put up some big games in a while, right? He was hurt, mediocre showing against the Rams. So I, I, I like him in this spot. I think you can pair him up with Allen Robinson. I like Tariq Cohen. I think he's going to continue to have productive games. All right. Uh, let's uh, continue on here and let's go with uh, the big one. This is the big one. You ready? This is what everybody wants to talk about. This is it, man. Pittsburgh at New Orleans. New Orleans favored by six, which I think is fair. I think that's a that's a pretty good number there. The over under is fifty three, which honestly, I if Juju was a hundred percent, it wouldn't even be a thought for me. But I think that I think they still go over on the fifty three. I really do. I feel like th- that this one goes into one. It's going to look a lot like that Rams game. You know, I just feel like shootout. Well, I think so. I, I think it is. I think Pittsburgh is going to play fast and lose now after that win. It wasn't a pretty victory, but it was a victory that they needed. I think they go to New Orleans and play fast and loose, and I think New Orleans is going to play fast and loose too. It's like a race, and they're going to run really hard, and New Orleans is going to outrun them at the end of the day. That's how I see this game. But how do you see this one shaking out, especially from a fantasy standpoint too? Yeah, lots like from a fantasy standpoint for sure. And uh, with no James Conner again, you know, Samuel's probably going to get a few looks because the Saints are a hard team to to run on. They really are. So I expect Big Ben to, to chuck the ball 50 times. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think these two quarterbacks are going to go toe-to-toe. I like the over, and I like Pittsburgh to keep it close, actually. I think it's going to be a field goal game. Um, lots of points, man. Lots of points. I like them all. I agree with you on Juju. Was in on Juju, tough game for him last week. Everyone was in on Juju last week and not Brown. Brown has a touchdown. Juju has all the targets, can't do anything with him. Hamstring injury pops up uh, in practice or a groin rather. That's concerning. He, he, when, it, when a player suffers an injury on a Thursday or to Wednesday and, and practice, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a yikes. It's a, it's a little bit of a red flag. So I do have some concerns there. I'll probably be off of Ben if Juju doesn't play, but I'll be on Antonio Brown. 100% because he just may get 20 targets in this game. I don't think they'll have a choice, but to just chuck, 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 chuck. Yeah, I agree. All right. We're going to hit a break. When we come back, Chris and I are going to give you our favorite positional guys at every single position here and our fades as well. You're listening to the pre-snap. We'll be right back after this. The pre-snap podcast is brought to you by line star transparent projections, simplified research, advanced signals, and top-rated apps. Dominate DFS. Download for free at LineStarApp.com. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app, which you should be using, obviously, for all your daily fantasy and wagering needs. They've got all the breakdowns, all the tools, everything you need to be successful. So make sure if you're just listening to this pod because you follow me and Meanie and you're saying, hey, what's the LineStar app? Now's the time. Get in there. They've got NHL, they got NBA, they got baseball, they got everything. So go ahead and check it out right here, the linestarapp.com. All right. So let's uh let's go at it. Let's start with quarterback and let's start with your uh your favorite three quarterbacks of the week, Chris. Yeah, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, 100% going to spend up for him. Talked about the spot at home, bounce back spot, high team implied total, high total of the week, highest one on the main slate. So Drew Brees is in there for me. I like Deshaun Watson. And again, I'll, I'll go to Nick Foles. Why not? In a tournament lineup, I think it allows you to do some sneaky stuff. And, you know, if you've, looking, if you've looked recently at who they've the big lineups and the millionaire makers, the Sunday million on FanDuel, whatever it is on DraftKings that you like to play, people are spending down at the quarterback position. I've had some success spending down recently at the quarterback position you can get yourself a heck of a lineup if you roll low with an Allen or a Foles. It can do enough for you. Yeah, look, I, I understand the potential there. Uh, who's your fade? Who's the guy that you don't want any part of? Derek Goff. I just don't want any part of him. He's too expensive. He's he's priced, like I said, that is a guy that should finish near the top. And I'm just, I just don't have any confidence in this offense, and Gurley's not 100%. All right. Uh, for me, obviously, uh, it's Breeze at home. It's always Breeze at home. Uh, I love... Andrew Luck, too, if you're spending up a quarterback. If you don't, Trubisky's my guy. I, I love me some uh, – nice. I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield's my guy. My apologies. Baker. I'm looking at both guys here. They're back-to-back. Baker Mayfield's my guy against Cincinnati Bengals. I just – I I'm a fan. I mean, maybe I'm fanboying out a little bit, but that's a terrible defense he's playing. I know the last couple of weeks have been underwhelming from a fantasy perspective, but I think you're going to see that 25-point Baker Mayfield, not that 13-point Baker Mayfield that showed up recently. I think he can do enough against Cincinnati and look we know how motivated he is when Hugh Jackson comes oh, to town yeah. so for me that's what I'm looking for this he's a great tournament player Joe great tournament. oh player. I think so too uh and my fate is Aaron Rodgers against the Jets I just I don't get the price uh, I don't love the matchup so for me and the injury on top of it so you could keep your Aaron Rodgers all right uh running backs here I'll start I'm with Chris on Ezekiel Elliott I'm sure he's going to pick him too but 
I definitely love Elliott this week. Again, Nick Chubb going back on the Chubb wagon here against Cincinnati. And Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's the guy for me that I want to highlight. has been really good down the stretch. I think that continues. And my fade's going to be Barkley. I just, at 9,000 on the FanDuel side, especially as talented as he is, uh, Indianapolis has played much better football. And I just think it's a dangerous investment because you really need that return. How about you, Chris? Where do you go at running back this week? Yeah, Zeke and Chubb are automatics. That's how I've been starting most of my lineups, especially in cash. I like them both. Uh, I love the Baker call in tournaments because I feel like his ownership, Chubb's, in fact, will be pretty high. But it's warranted. And then Marlon Mack is the guy for me. Um, you know, $5,500 on DraftKings. That's an amazing price. And $7,000 on FanDuel. We mentioned the Giants just struggling to to stop the run. And, you know, when Kelly came back, cold center, just the run game it excelled. He had 27 carries last week. I think they lean on him again this week. So Marlon Mack's my guy. And I, I'm also with you on Barkley. It's just too expensive to, to spend up in this spot. The Giants are just, they're poo-poo, man. Can't put up any points. <laughs> it can't get it done. Seventy nine hundred dollars is it's too expensive on DraftKings to get by. You get that full point, and then nine thousand dollars on FanDuel. It's it's just not. It's it's too expensive, and the spot is too tough. Colts have a strong run defense that I believe in. All right, let's uh, go over to the wide receivers. What's your take there? Yeah, you know this is an interesting because I love all of them at the top. I really do. Like Julio, Hopkins, Adams, Brown, Thomas—they're all in really good matchups and high totals. So I, you know what? I don't think I'm going to fade any of those guys. I and if I'm just picking my favorites, it's Hopkins and Adams. Like those are the guys that I feel Hopkins is probably has the best matchup. In fact, he does. He has the best matchup of the week, and Adams has been the safest wideout of the week. And if you want to spend down a little bit, I'm I'm into Robbie Anderson. I, I like what he's done recently. He's getting a boatload of targets. I like this matchup. He's very, very cheap, especially if you're playing on DraftKings. He's $4,500, 11 targets last week, seven the week before, seven the week before that. He's got back-to-back games with a touchdown. I think he's in a great spot. And I'm going to fade T.Y. Hilton because I think it's just going to be a whole lot of Mac this week. All right. uh, For me, I'll tell you, so many injuries. I want to pay for something I think is going to be good. And even though if I have to pay up for it, it's Antonio Brown. He's 87 on FanDuel. We're used to him sometimes being in the 9K range. He's a couple hundred cheaper than normal. And I think with Antonio Brown in that spot with New Orleans, look, you can pass against New Orleans. You can throw the ball. And I think they're going to throw the ball. And I think Antonio Brown's going to be that guy, especially with Juju, not 100%. Uh, I'm with you on the Thielen thing, too. We talked about it previously on the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, I Thielen. think that Thielen bounce back is a good opportunity there. Uh, and look, wide receiver is just not great this week. I mean, we've seen taking some of these quarterbacks out that we talked about where it's not the best situations. Uh, you know, I, I get that. I feel like, you know, we're all in this spot where we're saying, okay, this guy's not healthy. And then this quarterback's not there. I'm with you on Robbie Anderson too. I think he's cheap enough where you can go in there and green Bay does not scare me. Okay. No, just no. does not scare me at all. So I'm willing to go that route. Uh, and as far as the fade at wide receiver goes, you know, yeah, this is a it's tough, tough to fade any of those guys at the top because they're it all is. such good matches. I kind I I don't want to be redundant, but I think Ty is. I agree with you. I think that's the one too. The health uh, plus the matchup and how you're going to go and attack the Giants. I think it doesn't bode well for the return on investment. So I, I hate to kind of double up, but yeah, all that does is to tell you that's definitely a guy to stay away from this week. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about favorite tight end of the week. Who's your favorite tight end, Chris? Uh, who's yeah. the one guy who's the this one guy a, you know i like evan ingram i you know with no Odell, oh no odell beckham jr i i mentioned on i don't know if it was this show or with you off air but sterling shepherd moving out wide i'm not completely buying into i just don't think he's that type of wide receiver and evan ingram has this 12 targets last week eight catches he has at least 66 yards in three straight games so i think he's going to be a factor that's that's one guy that i don't mind uh spending up on and you know it's tough man david and joku i think is in a and is in a pretty good spot thirty eight hundred dollars in draft one you can get by like him and if i'm gonna spend down in fact you know gerald everett i know i talked about the rams and maybe not buying in completely into gear into golf and company but everett has 14 targets and nine catches in his last two games he's had some red zone looks he has two touchdowns in his last four contests in fact he has three touchdowns in his last five so you're gonna spend down and punt the position I think it's a good spot and I'm just not going to spend up for Zach Ertz. So it's going to be a guy that I'm, that I'm going to fade. Yeah. I'm going to fade Ertz as well. I think the guy that I like, I mean, honestly, looking at the situation, I think it's Burton. I think Burton can have another game like he had last week at at a a tight end position where I'm not really buying anybody. I think Burton not going to kill me at 59 on the FanDuel side. And I think that I look for the touchdown upside there against the 49ers. All right, let's talk about defenses here. 
Um, you know, the bears obviously at the top there, you got the Rams. I think you can justify paying up for the bears in that defense, because I think this could be a thing where they could hold them to under 10 points. And I, I really do. I, I know 49ers won last week. Let me reiterate the Chicago bears defense is not the Seattle Seahawks defense. Okay. Just want to yeah. put that out there again, just in case. The only defense is, uh, that's averaging double digit fantasy points on both FanDuel and DraftKings. I mean, and it's not even like you're spending. It does, sometimes I see, especially on DraftKings, you know, FanDuel of $5,000, a defense get up to four, 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 five. And it's like, whoa, by $3,500, it doesn't really put a dent in your wallet if you play on DraftKings. So love the Bears. And I like the Vikings. You know, the Vikings are coming off a game where they had nine sacks. They played Detroit six games ago. They had 10 sacks in that game. Detroit has not been good offensively since then. They've lost their running back, their best wide receiver. Kenny Galladay is probably going to get shut down by Xavier Rhodes. So I think the Vikings are in a good spot. And the Browns as well, I think they're in a good spot against the Bengals. Jeff Driscoll is not good. No, he is not. I was going to go with the Browns defense too. They're my value play of the week. And as far as defense that I'm scared out of my mind about, uh, you know, looking through here, I, I certainly wouldn't go for the Patriots. I know there's a tempting one because people see and they go, oh, well, it's Josh Allen and all this stuff. I don't know, man. I just can't go there. I just, uh, the, that defense has not been great. And I think that they're in the spot here with Buffalo and uh, just not doing it. I don't think it's a good return on investment. And I'll tell you what, I don't think the Packers are either. I know people will see that. Sam Darnold turnover and normally I would agree with them but mm -hmm. I don't know I think they're right in that middle of the pack and I think you could do better if you go cheaper or go higher I think that's yeah, kind of think, will absolutely kill you yeah you go cheaper you can go maybe as far down as the Falcons if you want um you know they showed up last week they probably won't have the same kind of performance but no cam but I'm with you there I'm not spending on the Packers I usually pick on Sam Darnold but he did enough for me last week and I'm just I'm this Green Bay team is I think that little time out. away did him good and you know yes. so that little breather he had a couple weeks ago was the right thing. You know, that's, I, I didn't think you should start the year out of the gate. He did. It was good when he started. Then it got bad real quick for a long time. And then that little breather, he's responded. And I think that's a, that's a positive, still not perfect, but you know, Hey, it's definitely going in the right direction. And we hope you're going in the right direction too. If you need more insight, make sure you go follow Ryan Humphreys at nitro DFS and check out his write up for week 16 over on the line star app as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Meany. You can follow me at Joe Pizapia 17. For everybody here at the Line Star, there's only one thing left to do, boys and girls, for week 16, and that's set down win. You've heard from the DFS experts. Now go lock it in and win. We'll see you back here next week on the Line Star Pre-Snap Podcast with Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany. Continue the conversation at linestarapp.com, and we'll see you back here next week.